Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. This weekend, two Nelson Mandela Bay paramedics were robbed at gunpoint while treating a patient in an ambulance in dispatch. The incident took place in the early hours of Saturday when the Metro Emergency Medical Services, EMS officials, were robbed of cell phones, a wallet and a two-way radio. Provincial Health Department spokesperson Siswe Capello joining us now. Oh, this is a difficult problem, Siswe. You'll have heard of the story. What's your comment? Well, as we confirmed this, this incident, we also wish to raise our grave concern regarding a series of such because this uh, started in 2015 around uh, Nelson Mandela Bay uh, where a gun, a shots were fired at uh, our crew members who were responding to an incident around... Um, uh, one of the Kabeka areas, I think at the time it was New Brighton, yes. Uh, we continue to experience uh, these unfortunate uh, attacks on our crew members, which is causing uh, frustration amongst uh, staff. And uh, it, it's actually making things difficult for for us, it, it's affecting uh, our response times, it's affecting uh, staff availability because as these incidents occur, we are compelled uh, to render psychological treatment to the affected staff. But the first uh, response that we need to do is to put them on uh, leave, immediate leave, so as to allow them to process the whole uh, trauma situation they would have been exposed to. How are they doing? Well, uh, the department, through our uh, HR, uh, is uh, providing uh, support to, 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 to the staff, and uh, the support, such support is uh, ongoing. But uh, it sends shockwaves across the emergency services because you don't know what would happen to the next uh, crew. And uh, we have to respond uh, at the same time to emergency situations. It's also affecting our ability to render a quick service to our mm. to our communities. It's also affecting communities themselves because at the end of the day, we've got to provide these emergency services. People are experiencing uh, emergency cases. They need to get uh, emergency medical care and they can only be able to access services through our emergency services. So this is causing a havoc, not only in the emergency industry, but uh, in the communities as well. And uh, it's a phenomenon that we do not understand really because even in war in war zones, uh, uh, emergency services and health personnel are always spared from any form of attacks because they sure. render essential and vital services to, to the people. The criminals themselves who are targeting our services would one day, when they get injured, uh, they still require these services. So we have made uh, several appeals to members of the communities to protect uh, emergency services. And uh, yes, the problem is rife in the Nelson Mandela Bay, but we've also experienced it elsewhere in the province. And there have been numerous uh, such uh, attacks 
in other provinces such as the Western Cape and the South. So it's a problem uh, that is really frustrating. Are these attacks on the increase? From press reports, it would seem that they are during the course of the past few years, certainly, Siswe. Yes, it has been ongoing since uh, uh, we experienced uh, it in 2015. It has never stopped. It would uh, be reported in Kabeka and then before you know it, it's reported elsewhere in, in the province and uh, it, it's a real problem. We've tried to work with the uh, South African police services and uh, sometimes we would uh, uh, require police escorts as we respond. There are areas that would be classified as hotspots and where we just cannot, uh, we, we cannot just respond to emergency calls because sometimes we are led to, uh, to hot calls only to, for our staff to undergo or to experience ambush as they respond to such hot calls. The morale of your staff must be affected negatively by this in a big way. In, in, a, in, in a big way, the entire emergency services is affected. Uh, there's, there's, there's a cloud of fear. Uh, as, I, as I indicated that as and when we receive emergency calls, we are not hundred uh, percent sure of the safety of our of our staff, uh, and they they get robbed of personal uh, belongings. It's, it's not only a threat to their lives; it's also uh, uh, intended uh, robberies because they get uh, robbed uh, under under very mm. difficult and traumatic situations at gunpoint. Sometimes uh, other, other, other methods are used in robbing them. So it's a very, very, very traumatic situation that's experienced by our staff. What can be done to counter incidents like this? Anything? You've said ambulance crews don't go to certain areas without being escorted by police because they're afraid of getting robbed and killed. That can't be the way forward, surely. We've got to find some sort of solution. Communities have to work with government in finding the solution. All the, the things that we we'll do for as long as the society is not on board would uh, only serve as a short-term solution. A long-lasting solution would have to come from uh, communities working with government. Uh, we've got ongoing engagement with all law enforcement uh, agencies, crime intelligence, to try and look at this, but uh, the solution lies with our communities who are the recipient of the service that we render. Since we're just in closing, uh, pass on our best wishes to the paramedics affected. Thank you, team, for the great work that they do do. And let's hope that the uh, communities are, for a start, able to identify the perpetrators and then to undergo an attitudinal change which won't result in paramedics being robbed and possibly even killed while they're literally attending life and death situations. As you mentioned earlier, the people who perpetrating these crimes would certainly want themselves or their loved ones to be treated by these ambulance crews if they ever needed them in the future. Definitely not only identify the perpetrators, report them to the police if possible, apprehend them and hand them over to police, but we don't uh, promote vigilantism. People should not at any point take uh, laws at the law into their own hands they must be identified and reported to the police it's, it's the only way that we can put a stop to what is being experienced by emergency services in our province
Spokesperson for the Provincial Health Department, Siswe Capello. Thank, uh, thank you for your time and appreciate you joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today, Siswe. Thank you very much, Darren. Dave Gardner runs a private ambulance service in Klebecha, Nelson Mandela Bay. Your reaction, Dave, I know your paramedics uh, a few years ago were also uh, robbed while treating patients. What's your experience been? Has the, uh, have the incidents been on the increase? We're talking in the wake of two Nelson Mandela Bay paramedics robbed at gunpoint while treating a patient in an ambulance in dispatch at the weekend. Darren, um, to be honest, we are sticking to quite a sort of a, a, a strict company protocol and we work with SAP and we work they have areas that are like basically classified as no-go zones and in those areas if we get called to emergencies we generally tell the public they've got to bring their patient to a school or to a police station or to somewhere close um, we have had one or two more incidents nothing too serious but I'm just not prepared to put my medics in, in, the, in the firing line anymore with that, you know, that kind of drama. Absolutely. As it stands, I understand that many ambulance crews won't go to areas, as you mentioned, without being escorted by police at the very least because of the incidents of uh, robbery and possibly even being killed. You can't put their safety at risk. No, absolutely. And, I, you know, the, the issue is, with all due respect, the police are under enough pressure as it is. So to go to a police station and ask for an escort into a, you know, into a, a danger zone, it's just not going to happen quickly anyway. But it's, it's amazing the public are quite sort of aware of it. So when you do phone, there are times when, you know, they understand that you're not prepared to go into those areas anymore. Um, and they make a plan to get someone close to you where you are prepared to go. Um, it sort of seems to go through phases um, in certain areas. Um, recently, we've been all right, touch wood. Um, but I, I, as, as you mentioned, I, I'm really not prepared to to put my staff on the line sure. you know, to, to work in those areas anymore. It's just not worth it, and it's not fair. Long-term uh, thoughts on a solution? Is there one? We need society to change their attitude, obviously, but other than that? To be honest, it can only be society-driven. It, it, it can't be anything else. How do you police that in the first place? Um, and it, it can only be society-driven. They have to be aware of what's going on and assist or report or do whatever. But, you know, these things happen so quickly, and it's, it's such an easy setup if you think of it. They phone in an emergency. They give you the whole story, and you just walk, you know, you bait it. You just walk into a trap. Mm. It's actually quite easy for them. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so, so what happens is when you take these calls, you are very aware of, of where they are and you make sure that you phone back and you check the addresses and make sure that you get a proper feedback on what is wrong with the patient, et cetera, et cetera. That it's not just someone who's, you know, stubbed their toe got through or something like that which is also quite difficult i'm going to leave it there i appreciate your time uh, at short notice joining us on behind the herald headlines from Gardmed, dave gardner appreciate your time pleasure darren thanks have a good day that was today's edition of behind the herald headlines with darren mann